Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I'm joined here by Caden and Brandon, and we're going to be discussing the Tampa Bay Rowdies match versus the Pittsburgh uh, Riverhounds. And this game was uh, very abysmal if you're a Rowdies fan, just not a lot of offensive output. Uh, Forrest Lasso was not uh, starting or playing due to injury. Still, we're plagued by injury on a lot of uh, levels of our team. And, and I think he wasn't playing because he received some sort of disciplinary uh, warning. That's mm, why he didn't play. They were probably from last game, I assume? I don't know. They didn't state when it was from. Okay. So maybe something to practice or... I don't know. Knows. Idea. But uh, he did not play against Pittsburgh, and it was definitely obvious uh, that we got scored on in the first three minutes of the game. Um, and it was because of a center back error. Yes. Yes, and Kleeman, despite how much I praise him, he's not as good as Forrest Lasso, especially alone. He's a supporting role, and he when he has no one to support or get support from, then I feel like he's a liability, and we saw that uh, the other night. Because normally, like, our center back kind of takes helm of the offense. Like the defense. Every, well, the defense for sure, but, like, especially when we're pushing, and, like, that's where all the passes are kind of orchestrated from. They go from side to side. And, like, I just didn't see enough of that, mainly because Pittsburgh's defense was really tight all game. Like, they weren't, like, giving us any space. But still, I, w I would have, like, appreciated maybe seeing a nice ball from Kleeman or something. But I just felt like he was struggling the entire game to, like, not error again, in yeah. a sense. But uh, Gwynn had a good game. Honestly, this game should have been 3-0 to, you know, Pittsburgh. But hmm. um, Now, do you think that this is... Um, this, these struggles that we're seeing from Kleeman is do you think it's attributed to the the formation change in this new three at the back formation that and he might be so. taking down new responsibilities or a new role that or a new look on playing the defensive position that he's probably never seen before. Or? Well, he he uh, he played the single single center back at the start of the year, and mm. I will say that's when our defense was very bad when mm. it was Lasso was on the bench, and we were still switching through formations. And we found our way with the four three three, and uh, I, I really wish we would stay back at that way. But uh, honestly, we didn't. I see that we don't have an, uh, a good enough center back to go, or uh, a backup center back to kind of start as well. So all we have is really clean. And so in that position, when we only have one center back, I understand why we swapped to the to the one center back role. But uh, if we ever do that again, and Lasso is available. First of all, I don't think we will do that again. But if, if we do, then I think uh, it's just going to be the same outcome as tonight. Poor defensive play. Kleeman didn't have control of our defense. Uh, he was making sloppy mistakes. And it was kind of uh, the – you can see the line between, you know, Tier 1 football and Tier 2 football when it came to Kleeman. And that's – usually I take pride in our players because uh, they usually play world class. They play very well. And Kleeman – did not have the best of games. So definitely like to see Lasso back at that position. But like you were saying, I guess Kleeman just doesn't feel comfortable in that in that singular center back setup like he didn't feel comfortable mm -hmm. at the start of the year. No, right. I, I, I agree though. I just think when he's alone, he struggles. Uh, they're at their strongest when Forrest and Kleeman are on the pitch yeah. together. Kleeman's a supporting player. And Agreed. they feed off of each other's energy as well as they're both pretty big dudes back there so they can body anyone like in this league especially. Um, but I, I do hope that we do go back to that four three three. But another player that was just terrible for us was Dayon Harris. Mm, they yeah. pulled him in the twenty seventh minute. Yeah, mm. he was, was he was fucking awful. 
Like he was that was we the worst game I've ever hey, seen. Hey, that's that's okay. also we also saw another appearance from not only uh, Abel Caputo but Ariel Martinez as well. That is true. Ariel Martinez came on late, I believe. Not not too late. Not too. It late. was later than Abel Caputo. He, he came. Oh yeah, twenty seventh minute. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, he came in and he struggled here and there, but we and saw a good touch. Honestly, it was it was funny. Um, I felt like uh, first of all, I started by saying Green got hurt. They started. Mm. They started getting the subs ready, and I was like, "All right, God damn it, Guillen's off the pitch, getting fucking subbed out. This is bad. They're not even bad, subbing. Bro. They're not. Instead of subbing off the injured player, they sub, they off. sub off the starting healthy right winger they because of how shitty he's doing. That's how bad. And Guillen finished all. the game. Yeah, Guillen did finish the game. He was down for like yeah. a minute. And, and like, it's really because yeah. Caputo is more of a defensive minded player. He's a CDM. And a right back, which is uh, not not Guillen's natural position, but it's he's a fullback. So it, it was weird seeing Caputo warm up and not going in for a defensive role. And it, he, we saw his speed. Um, I didn't really see like a see, kind of a Spalding debut or anything see, like that. Honestly, I didn't see shit from him. Uh, I didn't even hear the announcers call his name. Not a couple once. times he was by the ball. I mean, he just wasn't wasn't a big factor. You he know, maybe nothing. if he starts, you know, maybe. But like, I just didn't see him. Come in and you know take helm of that position like I was I kind of expecting. He's young, he has speed, and he has the touch. I saw a little bit of it. I just hope that in his next appearance he actually shows out for us. But mm. Deion Harris Dalgard. needs to yeah, Dalgard needs to get healthy. But Deion Harris Dalgard. needs to come off the bench from here on out. I'm yeah. done with him. And we've seen him be a super sub this season. You know more than once. Every single time he's come off the bench, he's making he's made a a good improvement to our offense, a good improvement to the game overall. But it seems like when he starts, it just lackluster. He can't yeah, finish the game. Uh, when it comes to those those crucial moments that you need composure, it feels like uh, he lacks it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, and you look around to the quality players, the team that he's in, you can't lack that. You know what I mean? Especially right now, we're kind of down exactly. the stretch of the season here. We need to start winning. And we're down a head coach. Yeah, we're down a head coach, but at the same time, Nicky Law in his first two appearances looked better than Dobbs. But yeah, he did. Yeah, I, he did. I just hope that in this third appearance and third appearance of Nicky Law's coaching career, uh, we see a lot more change on offense. And, you know, he didn't really make halftime changes like I expected because in the first game he yeah. did. That's why we won handedly. In this last one, I didn't see or notice a massive difference in and anything in the formation yeah. the scheme like it was all kind of just the same kind of bland style that we were playing from kickoff and I don't know I just didn't really like like that at all because yeah. normally what Neil Collins was famous for if we were getting our ass kicked or if we were not playing up to par he would change things up immediately at halftime change the formation it would come out and we would look different yeah. and I just didn't see that against Pittsburgh and that's not a team we can do that against because they're the first in the conference and they're not they're pulling away with a lead here by five points. Yeah. So I, I don't know if we're gonna be able to like maintain that safe distance at third. I really want us to be at first, obviously, who doesn't? But um, I think right now Pittsburgh definitely is the better team. Uh, injuries have plagued this 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 Tampa Bay team. Like uh, Hilton's still out, Delgard's out for another two weeks. I, I don't know, you know if we're going to be able to pull something together here cuz we have to start winning. Like we can't go we can't go like 11 and 6, 11 yeah. and 7. We can't. Yeah. We're already at, we're, we're 11 and 5 and 5 right now. So that's I mean, not bad. It's not a bad record and honestly like I was telling you before the East and is after gritty. the game. Uh, whether win or lose or or try or draw, all I want to do is get into the playoffs. 
and that is the main thing that's on my mind, and I, I feel like we can a million percent achieve that. If we don't achieve that, then Nicky Law should be sacked in his first ever season. But um, yeah, I don't just, think he should be sacked. No, 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 if we don't make the playoffs, he should be sacked. I mean, he was handed a good record and go, a go great to number roster. One. Yeah, go, go to number one to, to not making the playoffs would be absolutely insane. But I don't, I don't believe we do that at all. I believe I just, we make the playoffs. If you wouldn't mind, Caden, pull up this upcoming. It's against Monterey Bay. Monterey Bay, they've yeah. they're oh one and four. Yeah. In their last five, I remember one draw hearing they're losses. fucking terrible. Yeah, so. they're not that good. They I'm not. A, they lost four in a row before drawing their last match. So. Okay. So they're not. They're they're technically low key on a little trend up because they went from losing four to drawing a game, but they're awful. It sounds like they're awful. They're. Um, uh, what's they're, their point differential there? The point differential for them is minus five. They're tenth in the West. Oh, so they're like they're below mid table. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. bottom ten yeah, in yeah. the league. They have. Uh, that's bottom five. Oh, bottom five. Be, yeah. Wow. To be honest with you. So we should win handedly here against Monterey. Are we at Monterey or are we at Alang? Oh no, we're at Monterey Bay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I have hope. I mean, hearing about their record obviously gives me hope. But no, it's at Alang. Oh, it's at Alang. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's yeah, yeah. go. Oh, we need to go, boys. We haven't been to an outline. We haven't to yeah, I haven't been in a couple of weeks. we got to get back there for sure. Um, maybe we are able to go, hopefully. But, I mean, looking at this game, though, what do you guys expect? What are you guys thinking about regarding player performance? What do you think Monterey is able to do, what they're not able to do? What are your guys' thoughts coming up? Um, I, I don't really see that much of a, a goal-scoring prowess for them. You know, looking at their last games, they didn't score in the last game. They didn't score in the game before that. They didn't score in the game before that. They oh, scored actually, one before that, I and actually, then they tied. I had it backwards. They, they've they actually lost four in a row. Mm. Oh, so they tied and yeah. then lost yeah, they, they drew and then lost four in a row. They haven't scored a goal in one, two, three, three games. They haven't scored a, game in, they haven't scored a goal in three games. That, well, like... <laughs> If, if we, Connor Farrell gets his seventh clean sheet of the yes. season. Well, if as long as Kleeman isn't just giving the ball to the other team and another thing I noticed turn this past it over game, right in front of the net. Sloppy yeah. passing, turnovers, awful. And it really did affect our offense. But like mm-hmm. I said, Pittsburgh's defense was so tight yeah. it just yeah. gave us no space. But Brandon, what are your thoughts on this upcoming game in general? I I think it's like I said before, going into this game against Pittsburgh, bro, we, I would really hate to see us get sort of stuck in a mudslide with that game and drop points to Pittsburgh then sort of come into this Monterey Bay game. Yeah. You know this is and a trap like the, game. Exactly, and that's, that's exactly game. what I was saying. And I, I would hate to see us drop points against Pittsburgh then come into this game and sort of... Drop points again. If we, and, if we should it feels not like, this game. It, it feels like this is a trap game. But at the same time, as a fan, and sort of just coming from a positive outlook, I think we're going to come out pissed. And this is really going to... I think this game will set the tone for the rest of the season as far as just... The outlook that we'll have on this team and the confidence, I guess, and the way we'll look at them as far as, I mean, getting to the playoffs. We don't have much longer. And this this game, like I said, it's a trap game. We dropped points against a Pittsburgh team that, look, we knew what we were playing or going up against coming into that game. Another sold-out stadium for Pittsburgh in that game. So shout-out to their fans and what they have going on over there. Um, But... I mean, overall, that game was just very lackluster and a bummer, and we cannot take that same energy. And but honestly, even though we lost, you can see something that's been consistent since Nicky Law took over in the Rowdies, and that's possession ball. Something we haven't seen with Neil Collins, something we haven't seen in six years. Mm-hmm. 
You know, Neil Collins was not a possession coach. He was a winning coach. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. He was do whatever it takes to win coach. Nicky Law, on the other hand, I see him being a more professional, go in there, win, make it look professional. You know what I mean? So like the, the, the stat sheet matters to Nicky Law. And I see that, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing in any way. I'm just saying that this is the first time we're really seeing a coach really come in there, for at least for us, and want to play full-on possession ball. And we're looking at, I'm looking at some of the Monterey Bay. They do not have a, a, a very hard time of, uh, keeping the ball themselves. You know, in their last two losses, they had majority possession. And they were over a good team. Detroit City, not that good of a team. But um, Phoenix Rising, not that bad of a team. Yeah, they're a good Sacramento team. Sacramento Republic, not that bad. They dominated both of those teams in, in possession. So if we can dominate the possession, and I feel like we can, and if we have, you know, one of our strikers having a good day, because I feel like it's it's on and off with them, whether it's Cal or JJ, one of them shows up to play, it's never both of them. So uh, we just got to get our our our, um, our our buttons beam. We just got to get going. You know I mean, we've got our engine started. You know what no, I mean? No, we do. Especially in this game, it should be an easy win, especially for this team. The it'll rallies. be hard fought, though. It, I, I know it'll be hard fought. I, I mean, know it will. Based on their record of the past month and a week, I just don't see them putting up, you know, any kind of like point fight. No, not not a but, point fight, but they put up a, a good possession fight and a good point fight in terms of a one nil loss against one of the best teams in the league, Sacramento Republic. You know, and that was last week. So I'm not saying a loss is a good thing, or that's any positive outlook on this team, but. Uh, we can't go in here expecting a step over. You know what I mean? It's, it's definitely not a walkover game. I mean, you never know, obviously, with the Rowdies because they're so hit and miss on offense. But, yeah. you know, based on this club being successful this season, um, being third in the East, I, I do have hope that they can beat the 10th seed in the West. Well, yeah. Um, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I think anyone would. Yeah, but I, I have faith that we can beat anybody in this entire well, league. My I mean, prediction is going to be straight up 3-0. Uh, I think we dominate these guys because they've shown nothing for me to actually like have hope in them to upset yeah. us. Like if it was Detroit again, maybe because they always were gritty. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've seen so many clips about Monterey oh, we Bay. Put like the D down, Emma. Yeah, no, we, we shit put the on, D Detroit, down on Detroit. But I've seen so many of those like clips of Monterey getting scored on by like phenomenal goals for the USL, yeah. like all over Facebook Hopefully and we shit. Can have- uh, fucking worldy, bro. Their defense is clearly a problem. They may be good at possession ball, but we're number three in the East, and if we play possession ball, and they do as well, and they're 10th in the West, we're clearly better at it. Yeah. I just think we dominate handedly, and Nicky Law comes out with another three-point uh, you know, game in his first three mm-hmm. appearances as a head coach of the Rowdies. And, and that's what makes it a trap game, right? It uh, does. Everything that exactly. we just that we talked about, and that's what I was talking about last week, coming, in, coming off this game against Pittsburgh, and it went the way that we sort of didn't want it to go, and we exactly. said that if it went this way, then that would result in another a, a trap game coming up against Monterey Bay, and that's that's why I'm, I, I feel like we're really just going to grab them by the balls and just bend them over and <laughs> slap their bunda pretty much. Yeah. And, bunda. And, I want to control the bunda. And I think I think we come out with a with a two nil win, but it's a it's one of those games like it was against Pittsburgh where we should win. It's the two nil does the justice for Monterey Bay. It should have been worse than what it was in a way, like yeah. it was against Pittsburgh. And I think that this sort of this game would be the same way. We win two nil, but it would have been one of those games that we should have walked away with like five six, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think we just like I said before, go back to having JJ come off the bench and have Cal Jennings be the starter at the number nine position, 
and let Jennings's energy and his 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 rhythm on the ball and the rhythm that this offense moves at is just different whenever JJ they're compared to when JJ's on the field. I agree. Um, it's just a lot more. It's more electrifying. Wing, I'd say it's a lot more wing oriented as well when JJ's on the field because there's more of. You know, you don't really want the ball at the feet with J. I love JJ, but when he has the ball at feet, I feel like he number one, he's sluggish, mm-hmm. he's slow. Yeah, and that's so the difference. And that's the difference with Kyle Jennings. He takes the ball at his feet exactly. and he makes electrifying plays, Two and that's why I'd like to see him exactly. at that number nine spot. And then if it doesn't work out, bring JJ on as that impact mm-hmm. sub. We it happened once, and we saw what happened. You know, I mm-hmm. I called for it. I don't know why they went away from it, but. Hopefully, I think that's what we go back to this this coming week, and it, it works out for us. Maybe a little bit of experimenting on Nicky Law's part in this yeah, game. Yeah, and, and that's why I'm not too worried about the trajectory of this team right now because we're we're playing something that's completely new right now. We're we're trying to find our identity, and we're sticking to it. And this is new to our team. You know, we're used to that Neil Collins type of play style and making adjustments and just going out and winning it instead of just finding an identity and sticking to it. You know, and that's an adjustment for all our players, and to have one win and a one nil loss to the number one team in the conference after two weeks. Yes, it 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 makes you sort of worry a little bit, you know, because we feel like we expected more out of this last week. But but I feel like you have to understand as that well. it's one of the best teams in. It is the number one team in our conference, and that's another thing. Terry saying like, oh, it was so bad. I I feel like the more I look at it, like you know, it wasn't that bad. We went. We went uh, 87 minutes without getting scored on at the end. You know, obviously we didn't score, but uh, you know, one nil loss against you know, it's a new new Gaffer's second second uh, second game. We've had three head three different head coaches this league or this year, and I just feel that through all the adversity, we still have to remember that we went through that adversity. You know, it's, yeah. it, this isn't the start of the of the season with Neil Collins. We can't just start, you know. We actually have a reason. We have we have something to blame it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's a there's a reason why we're shit. Not shit, but the reason why we, we stutter. You know what I mean? I agree. But what's your prediction for this upcoming match, Caden? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two 0 If they couldn't score uh, in in the last three games, then how the hell are they supposed to get past Forrest Lasso and Connor Sparrow? Well, we have, to, we have to play the both of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're so, going to play Sparrow, yeah, we but we have to Sparrow. play Let's hope Fallon. we use the proper formation that's mm-hmm. proven to work for this team. But what what are you guys thinking via player stats here? Who, uh, who gets the goals I and say, assists? I say JJ get one, gets one. And um, hmm. every single time I say Armin's going to get one, he doesn't get one. But uh, I, I can't go on. I'm going to go Dennis. I'm going to say I'm gonna say Charlie gets one. And uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a worldie. I don't okay. want it to happen so badly. Okay. Brandon, how about yourself? I think Jennings gets another brace, honestly. Then one assist from Doherty. Then one assist from Green. Then that's it, you know. I'm going to go... Plain and simple. I'm going to go one from JJ off the bench as a super sub. Lasso bicycle kid. <laughs> Outside of I'll the I'll go Charlie lockout. Dennis, and then I'm going to go Jake Arman. Uh, and then assists come from... Guyen, Doherty, and maybe Charlie gets a goal and an assist in this game as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think we'll have a big game, and I think Charlie Dennis will have a big game because he, he needs to. Yeah, he, um, does. he really does. He needs to revamp the energy and get this club back on track. We need to go on a little more of a win streak. I'd say like a three-game win streak to secure 
top three spot for the rest of the season. The, the East is gritty, but we're better than Memphis. We're better than some of these other clubs right now. Mm. But we just can't let them catch up, and especially with a loss to Pittsburgh, especially like both of us being in the top five, big implications there. And, you know, we may have to face them in the playoffs, and, you know, I want to have their number before we head in there type mm. shit. So mm. just something to keep in mind, especially going into the playoffs. And I know we have probably about like 12, no, probably like 10 weeks left. Yeah. Yeah, probably a little over 10 weeks, 10, 11 weeks left in the season, so we'll no, have a lot to cover. About 11 weeks, yeah. But, it's, it's um, like 30, 34 games, 30 Yeah, games. I think it's 34, 35. Something. Um, the yeah. only reason Lasso was out was because he was suspended for his yellow card okay. against the... Who did we play the week prior? Uh, fuck. The Tulsa, right? Yeah, Tulsa. Yeah. So, yeah, because that was his eighth yellow card of the season, so he got suspended for last match. Mm-hmm. That's why he was out, so... 99.9% chance he's back in the lineup this coming weekend. And that means we win. Yeah, So that's just much. Forrest Lasso and the Tampa Bay Rowdies. But uh, anything else you guys wanted to touch up on on the Tampa Bay Rowdies? Somos Rowdies and uh, the Sheriffs in town. Okay. Um, we do apologize for these loud crickets. They've been chirping all to- this entire episode. Hopefully that's been soothing, to say the least. Um they talk loud out here, and especially in Florida. But uh, everyone out oh, there... Now they have something to say. And now they're fucking... They, they got married? Yeah. I don't know if the mic is picking that up. No, it's it's probably, right when he was it definitely is. It probably okay. is, bro. Okay. You know, they're, they're, they know. Hopefully, because that was kind of cool. Right I was, you know, it said, like, yo. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the Tampa Bay, Rowdy, Tampa Bay Rowdy's Match Recap. Really hope you guys stay tuned in uh, for more of this type of content. And make sure you're following us on all social media platforms at Tea Time Reports. Uh, Instagram threads, TikTok, Twitter. We're pretty active on there, especially with Rowdy's news. So if you are a, a Tampa Bay Rowdy's or a USL fan, you know, definitely tune in. This is Trevor and the boys signing out. Peace. Peace.